0: Hello, okay, everybody. This is Steve Politi with NJ Advance Media, and welcome back to the Football Talk with Rob Ash podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Kerry Sargent and John Cratch. Uh, and, fellas, I don't see a lot of value in spending much time on the Michigan game, unless you want to talk about the post game, which, of course, I would be glad to talk about for 45 minutes. Uh, but the Michigan game did play out pretty much like we all thought. Minus the Isaiah Pacheco run. now my so my question to you here is, you know, I have a hard time giving progress points for a forty two seven loss, uh, especially when they lost thirty five fourteen in Ann Arbor last season. So you guys listen to Chris Ash after the game. Are you buying the idea that what we're seeing here is the slow and steady growth of this team, or is it just more of the same? Sarge, take it away.
1: yeah, i I think when you compare it to seventy eight nothing two years ago, um sure i um, I'll give it uh, I'll give it to you. Um I, I do think that the game was a game for the first half, really. I mean, um, you know, 21-7 w- was kind of surprising at halftime. Um but overall, 42-7, bottom line. Even the Wisconsin game, you know, you know, we might have even talked about it on the podcast last week. I I didn't think that game was as competitive as a lot of other people thought it was. You maybe in final score 14 points, but Wisconsin dominated that game. They did anything they really wanted to. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I, we we've been covering this for far too long. I think the the idea of moral victories are are long gone. Yeah, you know, when you lose to you know Buffalo and Kansas the way you 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 do, it's a harsh reality. But you don't get any credit for for you know covering you know so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean, Christ, do you agree? I mean, it's just it just seems like we're we're stuck in this we're stuck in the same zone where we're we're talking about things and passing things off as pro- progress that really, I mean, <laughs> objectively. Not, not not really progress unless you're measuring against what happened against Kansas and Buffalo and, and Illinois, which was just so low that it's, you know, of course, anything's going to be better than that. I mean, what do you think?
2: I felt this game on Saturday. It was just kind of there. You know, Rutgers showed up. Michigan showed up. They went through the motions. They went home. Like, you know, it, <laughs> it didn't seem like either team was terribly interested in being there. You know, it's it just – I thought the Wisconsin game was more competitive, I think, than maybe you guys thought it was. Uh, this game was never competitive. I mean, it was the one great moment with the Pacheco touchdown run. But, I mean, never a doubt. And I just thought, when, you, when I went back and watched the game again for the, the film review, I mean, Shea Patterson, he had nine seconds in the pocket at one point from snap to throw, right. basically. Yeah on that beautiful touchdown pass. I mean, it's it just, it, it almost felt like I, I thought Michigan was sort of like what Buffalo was in the second half. They were gentlemen. They showed up, they got their lead. They, they kind of coasted from there. They stayed healthy. They, they, you know, they're looking onward to Armageddon and Columbus in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think Rutgers made progress. I don't think they regressed. I think they were just kind of there.
1: I'll say this, this to Steve. True. If I just, if I just close that and I, I kind of said, touched on the video after the game, but, you look around the Big Ten, and every team in the Big Ten, with the exception of Rutgers, you know, has that game where, like, wow, you know, like Illinois beat yeah. Minnesota. They walloped Minnesota, scored fifty-five points. They obviously beat Rutgers as well, you know, and they're you know four and six right now. There, you know, you could point to progress. You could say that Minnesota was got uh, annihilated at you know, at Nebraska a couple of weeks ago. Really bounced back, you know, 41-10, you know, against Purdue, a Purdue team that that beat you know, Ohio State. You know, every one of these teams they can point to as like, wow, look at the statement victory. They can show their fans. And that hasn't happened with Rutgers. I mean, again, we're, we're going to talk, look back at the end of this year and look back at Buffalo and Kansas and th- those are, that's the turning point. But besides that, that they, there, there's been games in the Big Ten where they could have won. You know, and people are going to say, well, they were competitive against Northwestern. That's going to be the Big Ten West champion. But competitive, you know, doesn't cut it. Not when, These other teams, like I said, Nebraska started off dreadful and now all of a sudden they beat Minnesota. They beat Illinois. You know, all of a sudden they're, you know, they're, they're going to have some uh, things to to point to at the end of the year. Rutgers is going to be the only team in the Big Ten that, that is going to have no, 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 nothing to point to.
0: Right. And to me, the reason the reason it hasn't happened, and I wrote about this uh, at the end of the game was, you know, you can't win with an offense like this. And and our friend Brett McMurphy had a great stat this morning that Rutgers is the only power five team that has failed to score 20 points in the game versus a power five opponent this season. And there are only two others, Kentucky and TCU, that haven't scored 30. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, wow, is how, what I, thought, when I saw that as well. Uh, 20 points in this in 2018 and pass happy era of football uh, is not, is just not a, a high bar to clear. And muckers hasn't gotten there at all and probably won't given the last two years, two, two games, which really it's, it just speaks to, again, we with a broken record, but you know, you can't win with an offense like this. You can
1: Yeah. And people are going to uh, pin that on John McNulty. And look, he's the offensive coordinator, makes a lot of money, but you know, he's year one. And, you know, when and my point is, and I think, you know, we, we've said this before, but, <laughs> when you have Jerry Kill, who everyone can see uh, said, that's a smart guy. That guy has success uh, coming in. John McNulty has success, smart guy, generally considered a smart guy. You know, these guys haven't been able to do it. Sometimes you just have to say it's personnel because, you know, we see the drops. We, you know, we can look back and, you know, uh, you know, on this past week, for example, first drive where, you know, Blackfear has a ball, my out in front, that ball could have gone for 20 yards and maybe, you know, they get a field goal on that opening drive. You know, instead, you know, drop, you know, three, you know, they, you know, they, they have to punt and, and on and on it goes. But sometimes you just have to say, you're, I mean, you're right. The offense is, is, is is brutal, abysmal. It's going to be, you know, historically low numbers, you know, for like the third straight year. But that being said, sometimes you just have to say it's personnel.
0: Yep. Yep. Crouch, you agree?
2: I mean, they got to catch the ball. I mean, like, I, I, the Ohio State game, uh, this game, I mean, if they just catch the football sometimes, that and it sounds simple, but it's the truth. I mean, it's just, I, I felt, and go back to your upset point, their opportunity to kind of pull that upset was at Wisconsin. And they blew it because fourth and seven from the 44, you know, all that stuff. But I just think you have to catch the football. I really think that that game, you look at that drive. I mean, everyone wants to give John McNulty flack. Look at the f- opening drive of the game. They they bust a big run and then they've got a screen pass against that, you know, high fly uh, Michigan defense is flying up, rushing the passer. They got a screen that's probably going for 20, 30 yards. I mean, he did everything he could to scheme up a situation where Rutgers offense could go up against the best defense in the country and have success wide open right there on the table. And, and they dropped the ball twice on those screens. And they had another drop, or you know, I think uh, Shameen Jones kind of went. It was a high throw because uh, Sikowski was rushed because he had a pass rush about to crush him, but it, it looked like the, the ball and, and Shameen Jones's hands were on the same plane. I don't know if he got his hands on the ball, but the ball was in, like kind of whistled through his hands. If they make those plays, you know, who, I don't think Rutgers wins the game but they might hang around it a little bit more. I just think you can, you can only blame McNulty so much. I think earlier in the year, and he even kind of admitted this, they had some game plans that probably weren't great. Now they have a better handle on their personnel and what they can do. I think there were some moments they really schemed things up against Michigan. The players just didn't execute it. And then once you got off schedule, you know, when those couple of screens didn't work, didn't loosen up the Michigan defense, they're just going to tee off from there.
0: Right, right. All right. So it, it, I, it, let's move on to the broader, the broader question. The only question that really matters now. Um, we are now 10 games through this, only two left. I doubt we're going to see anything in the last two that's really going to change our minds on the answer to this question. And it, it's really simple. You know, is this team going to be appreciably better next season? Are you seeing enough here that make you go, Okay, yeah, I, I see Pacheco, I see Avery Young, I see young people. and then I bring this up because I have a, a long time and very realistic Rutgers fan who I will keep nameless unless he wants to out himself, uh bet me a steak dinner that this team is going to win five games next year, five if Chris Ash stays and Art Sikowski uh, returns. Uh, you know, I told them that i'm I'm currently. Uh, looking for the most expensive steakhouse in New Jersey. I've got 11 months now to, to get this, re- to get this reservation to, to make sure I, I, I can get there early. I think we can probably book it after the eighth or ninth week of the season, because I just can't imagine five winning five games with this talent. I mean, what do you guys see? I mean, are you, are you seeing something that makes you say this is going to be better next year?
1: I have no confidence in them having better playmakers. Um, I'm talking about wide receivers because I think Blackshear mm-hmm. and Pacheco are obviously uh, really good players. I know they're going to go to junior college route and maybe the grad transfer route, but they haven't been able to get a grad transfer wide receiver since who Andrew Terz- Terzilli, and that was like hard flood. To get. They're really um, hard to get. They're they're not easy to get because everyone's on the market now. It's a it's, it's, a, it's a tough market to get grad transfers, Juco player players. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, Rutgers. You know, the history of Rutgers getting quality Juco players, not many programs do, only a few do, Kansas State, West Virginia are uh, uh, among the few. But, you know, those are tough to get plug-and-play type wide receivers, that's for sure. So I have no confidence in them being able able to improve their their, their, their pass-catching ability. Um, what, you know, from the offensive of line standpoint, we've, we've covered this now, you know, for five years in the Big Ten. Rutgers has, has not been able to compete with, you know, the, the, the big boys in the Big Ten for sure. Um, you know, I don't. I still don't have a whole lot of confidence in the offensive line being better. So that you know, those are two to three things from the offensive standpoint that I don't know if they're going to get markedly better. I think Sikowski is going to get better. I do think that you know he's a you know legit quarterback. But then you go to the other side of the ball, they're losing a lot of guys on defense too. So you know to 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 think that they're going to win five games, I, I you know at this point I, I don't see it.
0: Right. If you get that's a good point that I didn't even make. You're not you're not just bringing this whole team back. You're you're losing significant. You know, a, a guy a guy like Saquon Hampton. I mean, losing guys like who you know who could really make a who have made a big difference. Um, Crotch, What I mean? What do you what do you see? Is there is there in your mind? Have you seen enough this year to think? All right. If you add this recruiting class, if you develop these players, that this is going to be better.
2: Well, I just pulled up the 2019 schedule. I will rattle it off real quick. Mm-hmm. UMass at Iowa, Boston College at Michigan, Maryland at Indiana, Minnesota, Liberty at Illinois by week, 150th anniversary week, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State at Penn State. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing
0: <laughs> that's harder than Michigan five
2: <laughs> Yeah, I always say I think five wins is very optimistic. If you want to sit here and tell me three or four, I'm not dismissing the idea of five wins out of hand just because they should beat UMass. Maryland. Here's the thing, Maryland beat Rutgers up this year, but their recruiting class is going to be as a mess because of the situation there. So who knows what you know? Who knows who's going to leave that program? Yep. That's why you know. I mean, Indiana. Okay, you know Minnesota. Uh, you know, liber-
0: winnable game. Yes. Minnesota. Yep.
2: yep. I think they have six win- Like I can see us now in July of 2019 saying. They've got six winnable games on the schedule. If everything goes right, maybe they can win five games and even get to a ball. (laughs) I think they have pieces. I think Turdov, Loomer, Avery Young, you've got pieces there. You've got pieces on offense. I think. I I don't know if you guys saw the photo that our, our buddy Andy Mills, tremendous photographer, got. I mean, Jim Harbaugh looked downright giddy, shaking Art Sikowski's hand after the game. No point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like
0: maybe. He did, he, you, like, did he think he was cr- the, the coach of the team? We're still not quite like, <laughs> hey, sure. I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke.
2: <laughs> it's, a joke. I think this whole idea that like art is like people gave up on art after. I, I think they're, that that's proving to have been. A lot of, There's going to be a lot of people in two or three years they are going to be doing, deleting a lot of tweets and pretending that they never said things that they said about Art Sikowski. I think it's very clear this kid's going to be a good quarterback. They've got to get some playmakers around him. They've got two in the backfield with Blackshear and Pacheco, who are going to be back. The offensive line, I think Sarge is right. Uh, they, they're going to have to get some grad transfers to fix their – they do have O'Neal and Sutton, two guys they're high on to potentially be tackles. I think they should probably consider moving Kamal Seymour inside the guard finally. I think he'd be a better fit there. So I think they're going to be better next year. I mean, look, we think this team's going to finish 1-11. I, I don't see them finishing 1-11 again. I would say that three wins is probably the oh. most realistic prediction. Right. Well,
0: God. Then what are we doing? I mean, what? Three wins, what are we doing?
2: UMass? <laughs> um, well, no, I'm saying I would say three to five is – would I like if you if I had to make a prediction right now? I would say they go four and eight next year. Wow. I don't see them winning, five, but I think there are building blocks there. They do have good players. They just don't have enough. Wow.
0: All right. Well, that's a perfect transition into the true or false, as always, which we we begin with the question that we've been asking since the Kansas game, I believe. Uh, true <laughs> or false? If Rutgers goes one and eleven, Chris Ash gets fired. Sarge. False. You're still on the false, huh? I'm still on the false. You, crash,
2: false. And I think, why do we keep doing this each week? This I don't know. Say
0: something. Got to do something. Oh, why? Do, why do we keep doing it? I get. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that's because. No. That's sorry, why? Why, still, why are we in a situation we
2: keep having this it. conversation? <laughs>
0: because they haven't said anything, so it leaves us. I mean, uh, I like uh, to uh,
1: all I gotta say is, and, and we don't need to expand on this. I mean, crash said it at all. But Google Lynn Swan Clay Helton vote of confidence. Yeah, and that's all you need to know.
0: Right, uh, yeah. What do we? I mean, that's a good. Let's sorry. Let's interrupt the true and false to discuss this because it's, it's a good topic. But if 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 we're right, and I I mean I don't know. Everyone I talk to seems to think that resigned to the idea that Chris is coming back. Uh, if that's the case, where I mean, why haven't we done it? I, I don't I don't get it. Where's tad Hobbs? Why is this not happening? Because, <laughs> because he's, he yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, it goes back to like he has always said he's been kind of you know it's one thing that he said since day one that he does not like uh, evaluating a program until after the season, and he he told me that you know and yeah, I he think he's going to stick to that. Evaluating
0: a program and 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 given the you know getting the the you know the hounds of all, you know, all the people off your off your heel. I mean, I get it. You don't want to give the whole statement about this is what we did right and wrong and the whole you know the whole post mortem in, in week eight, but. I mean, that's a little different than what, than you described what Lynn Swan did with Clay Hilton. I mean, I,
1: mean uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, you know, you know, the odds are, like I said, I think he's coming back and I think Pat Hobbs is going to hold a uh, teleconference right after the season. And I think he's going to almost be like, well, uh, he has never been on the hot seat and I don't, you know, this was a media concoction and, you know, or well, not even a media, but like, cause he can't be that naive to the fact that the fans, you know, uh, you know, have placed him on the hot seat themselves. So, but I think he's going to, you know, just be in denial about it and say, look, you know, Mike, I I said it in the summer, you know, he's not on the hot seat. And I didn't think that there was a need for a vote of confidence because, you know, in my mind, he's a coach of the future and not just for 2019, but for, you know, for 2020, 2021 and beyond.
0: All right. So the next, the next true or false, then if Rutgers goes one of 11, will Rob Ash get fired? <laughs> sounded, uh, I'll say okay, this. I'll say
1: know. this. Who, who Jim Harbaugh, like, uh, it, you know, whoever that guy is who Jim Harbaugh is talking about, they should hire that guy.
0: Wow. Him. He's fantastic. That, I mean, that guy is great.
2: You know, I'm, I, I just, <laughs> not to, not to side, side step, but it, I think what Sarge said, like, it, it then like, don't even have a conference call. Like, just. Go into basketball season, like honestly, like if if you don't want to do a vote of confidence now before the season ends, then just like, stands it, like just pretend like nothing's happened, because like not like last year they said oh he's going to be the I mean obviously they gave him the extension last year, but it's not like they said like like not like every year like you know Pat Hobbs stands up and says you know hey you know is still going to coach the team next year like you know or Vivian Stringer or whoever or Meredith Civico Scott Goodell so just. Don't even say anything. I mean, just, just if that's the way the approach is, just motor it. You know, wow. yeah. season's over, tough one. Let's go recruit.
0: That's yeah. That's an interesting way of, of approaching it, but I think that's not gonna that's not gonna quiet all of the uh, all of the craziness. Um, all right, moving on to the true or false here. Uh, true or false? Saquon Hampton gets drafted in the fifth round or higher of the NFL draft. True or false? True. False. True for you. Sorry. Sixth sure. yeah, round. I, I think around no. there. So that's a good over under, but I, I could see him going after the way he's finished the
2: season. He's, he could go. Yes. I uh, agree. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, once, once you get to the fifth round, it's pretty much the same thing. True. So. And, he's,
1: and he's a smart, and he's a smart kid and Chris Ash will Chris Ash will really highly recommend the kid. So
0: true or false. Isaiah Pacheco is the most talented running back in Piscataway since Ray Rice.
1: <sighs> wow. Um, Tough to say because I think Gus Edwards was really talented, but he was only here for one year. Um,
0: yeah, I wouldn't put true. him. I, I, would, I would And Paul James was the one I, I kept on coming back to. and he, That guy was good when he was healthy. Uh, but man, you yep. he, he watched the potential in that run and the way he, you know, uh, and, and, Kratch outlined it pretty well in the, uh, the film review. And I can't believe we're 18 minutes and I haven't even mentioned the film review yet. I'm kind of disappointed in myself for that because it was brilliant again, as always. But, uh, the way, you know, the way he, <laughs> the way he ran away from the defenders at the end of that play was, uh, I mean, he's he has got some, he's got some wheels and instincts too. Uh, all right. True or false? Chris Ash should have been more aggressive at the end of the first half against Michigan.
1: False. I mean, I, I like I said. I mean, you you can't have it both ways. We yeah. killed him for 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 the way he managed the Ohio State game and you know put his quarterback in a no win situation. And you can't
0: have it both ways. Yep. False. I, I totally agree. All right. True or false? Forget Maryland. Greg Schiano to Syracuse is now the move everyone should worry about. True or false? True. <laughs> Scratch, <laughs> false All right, i love your theory on this so, get, so so give me give me your give me before we move on why you think that that's a possibility that that could be that could happen
1: yeah dino babers uh could easily if jeff brom passes on 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 louisville dino babers could easily be in the mix uh according to a lot of uh people in the know for louisville mm-hmm. and then if, if brom goes from louisville to Purdue – um, there's a lot of speculation that Dino Babers is going, going to uh, be a strong candidate for Purdue. Um, so, you know, you combine those two, uh, and and you know, you think that Syracuse is open, then Greg Schiano, you know, would would seem like a pretty logical fit. Now, keep in mind, Syracuse was open a couple of years ago, and and, and didn't get the job. There are people close to Greg we say that you know Greg didn't really go guns blazing for it like but that being said he didn't get it he didn't get Maryland a couple of years ago we keep on talking about these jobs and you know mm-hmm. these jobs have been open within recent memory you know including Rutgers and Greg Ciano hasn't gone on them yep, so yep. you know at some point yeah, you you, you do have to face the, the the reality that you know he you know, he's been on the market for a couple of years now and these jobs have been open these jobs that make a lot of sense and he hasn't gone on them uh, but that being said, Syracuse. You know, if he goes to Syracuse and he's four hours, five hours away. Yeah, you know, I guess four hours away from Piscataway. Then um, you know, in recruiting Jersey, Syracuse has always recruited Jersey really well traditionally. Um, it would not be an ideal fit, especially considering Syracuse. You know, could be headed to, toward a ten-win season and playing on on you know New Year's Day. Yeah,
0: that, I, that would be crazy. I,
2: I just, I don't, and I, I don't doubt. Well, everything Sarge said, but I, I just don't see why Dino Babers would want the Purdue job. Yeah. I mean, because the Big I
1: Ten, think, I'm sorry to cut you off, but because it's because yeah. the Big Ten West, you know, it, you know there's a, 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 easy, a relatively easy path to the uh, Big Ten championship and perhaps even the college football. Of all the Power Five conferences, that's one of the worst divisions in, in college football. Northwestern is 6-4, is and four, and because they've you know, managed to win their, their, their uh, Big Ten division games, they're, 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 you know, they're, they've clinched it with two weeks to go in the regular season. Right. They, no, they, they lose their last two regular season games and still go to Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's, it's crazy. I, I, Purdue, I get that. I'm just saying. You know, and then Syracuse, they have Clemson. They have Florida State, which will be back. And, you know, Louisville has more resources. You know, they're down right now, but Louisville certainly has more resources than Syracuse. You know, there's a feeling that, you know, you, you, you can, the best you can do at Syracuse is 8-4. Whereas Purdue, there's a path to going to the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten championship.
2: No, I understand. I guess what I was saying is I look at Dino Babers. Very exciting. Potentially going to beat Notre Dame this weekend. Go to New York Six Bowl the viral post-game speeches. Like, if I'm Dino Babers, I'm just like, Purdue, like, that's – that. I mean, I understand it's a better job for all those reasons than Syracuse, but, like, aim higher. I mean, this is a guy from the West Coast, USC, Auburn, a job in the SEC. Like, I just – if I'm Dino Babers, I'm thinking, I can stay here one more year and get – a. Build my football kingdom at a place we actually can build a kingdom, rather than West Lafayette, Indiana. Which, like, let's be honest here, like they might win ten games here or there, but you know, you're not building a dynasty there.
1: No, and for sure. I mean, well, that that's the other thing because you know USC, we just mentioned Lynn Swan, but you know, those voter confidences, you you know, sometimes you know where the where, the way they go. And Clay Helton, if USC doesn't win the Pac-10 South, <laughs> Pac-12 South, Pac-12. you know, he, he he, there's a very good chance that that he he's going to be out. Oh. Uh, and yeah, Daniel Babers could could very well be in a mixed for, for you. USC too, so, I mean, And I think USC
2: know, is the best job in the country, I, bar none.
1: I'm telling you, I watched Syracuse this weekend. They, their offense is great. And, and I, I would not be surprised if they played Notre Dame really, really well at Yankee Stadium this Saturday. So, you know, they're, they're, they are a legit, uh, you know, 9-10, uh, 11 win team right now.
0: All right, let's move on from the – who knew we'd be talking about the Purdue coaching vacancy. That's not a vacant. All uh, right, true or false, uh, Penn State is no good, and this is a winnable game. Sarge. False. <laughs> this, ain't this, is really, game. this is a trap. This is just really a trap for Cratch to see if I could do what I do with Wisconsin. Well, You're are you, you, you,
2: you... gonna <laughs> walk out on me here? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna storm out of the podcast. Come on. I, this, I, I
2: wouldn't say. I would say false. I, I think Penn State's good, but I, I do think it's a winnable game. I'm not saying Rutgers is going to win it, but I I, I do think it's a somewhat winnable game.
1: It would okay, be winnable. what, what Cratch is saying. It would be winnable if you're Ohio State or Michigan. It would be winnable, but for Rutgers, it's not winnable. Is that what you're trying to okay,
0: say? It would change. It would change the narrative in a hurry. Can you all right, imagine? All right. So here's the fell? thing.
2: Let's talk through this, okay? This is my thing about Penn State. They're not as good as they have been in recent years. I think we all can agree to that. They have. In my opinion, a pretty set ceiling. Like they're going to the Citrus Bowl. They're not good enough to go to the New Year's Six Bowl. They're, with the West champion being Northwestern, they're not going to fall below that kind of you know second tier bowl. They don't really have a, anything to play for. Trace McSlow is only completing fifty five percent of his passes. I know it doesn't mean much, but this is a Rutgers team that struggled on defense mightily, especially against kind of athletic in space players. The defense is, is good. Uh, it's I mean, they're not well coached. I mean, I think we all can agree James Franklin is a tremendous recruiter, but the 60 minutes uh, on Saturdays, he's not what you want. If there's any sort of, like, final gasp of excitement in the Rutgers fan base, if they don't allow Penn State fans to take over the stadium on Saturday, you know the team's going to fight one last time at home, senior night. I, I just – I could see a way that this is a competitive game – sort of like Wisconsin, and maybe being at home, that extra little something carries it into a four-quarter game. I'm not going to pick Rutgers to win. Uh, I'm not going to repeat that mistake. But I do think this is a game that, in a perfect storm, they can be very competitive in.
0: We'll see. Right. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. That's a good good explanation, at least. All right, <clears throat> true or false, Steve Avian Stringer is the greatest coach in Rutgers history, and it's not even close. True or false?
1: Um, mm, mm, ooh, tough. I'm gonna say false.
2: Okay, scratch. I mean, if the answer is false, then who is it?
0: Right, exactly. So,
2: I mean, like Frank Burns. <laughs> I, I maybe you can make a case for be. John. You can make a case for Bateman. You can, Tom Young.
0: All right. Tom Young, okay, that's possible. I don't think you. I mean, no, there's no, Hall, there's no Tom Young in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, she's going for a thousand, a thousandth win on thir- on Tuesday tomorrow, and I, I can't imagine. I, 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 a, a,
1: you, you, I think everyone. Knows. I've covered Vivian for so many years. I mean, I, I, I you know, I think the world of her. Um, that's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll change. I'll change it to true because I, I you know, I I. <laughs> you know you, you asked me my my gut reaction was was to say false because I, I I'm talking about a lot of different sports you know you know but you know what I'll say true
0: all right and finally this is a this is the one that this one segues into our next uh into our next segment true or false the first two games of the basketball season for the men's team changes everything this is a postseason team true or false
1: Postseason, no, now false um false. And if you
2: I'll say false, but I will say that after they, you know, were tremendous on Friday night against FTU, I got to the rack on Sunday for Drexel, and I just kinda, I kind of joked with you know some of the other guys in the media, some Rutgers people, you know, and I thought to myself, now they're going to go out and like shoot twenty five percent from the floor, and Drexel's going to beat them, and, and
0: <laughs> yeah, Rutgers didn't it.
2: they boat raced Drexel. Yeah, and, didn't and, happen. And, well, but you know, the the alley oops, the threes, I mean, they're a very exciting team. And I think that I'll go on the record, I think they're probably I think they're gonna beat Saint John's on Friday night because I think the Rack might be a towering inferno for the Johnnies. <laughs> I mean Students are fired up. I mean, like, Paykel, like, it's become, like, the cult of personality almost around this place.
1: Oh, 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 I mean, students are – you were at the game yesterday. There weren't any students at the game yesterday.
2: No, but it's Sunday. It's 3 p.m. They just had a football game. They showed up <laughs> no, on a You can't game. say
1: the students are fired up when there was, like, a like hundred <laughs> students and the students actually yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. I, I, see, I said the students are going to be fired up for St. John's. Oh, uh, maybe
1: that right? yeah, could be. That could be true. They, they Rutgers, oh, the sorry, fans in general, they, they the Rutgers fans, the fan base in general. Certainly, students are. They're they're an event uh, type of crowd. So,
0: I mean, you know, there will be some juice in you know in in the arena on Friday for sure. I, I feel I'll like for this, students, there's been a lot of you... pieces on this team after watching these two games, and I guess it's I guess it's only two. But there are pieces on this team that are be- much better than I thought they would be. You know, uh, Miles Johnson up front. I mean, if if Eugene uh, is that Omiuri is how do you pronounce his last name? I should look yes. that first. If he develops a three point shot like you've seen, I mean, he's going to be hard to defend. The way he inside outside game. I mean, we knew Gio Baker was good. A couple of the other young guys get in the mix. I mean, that and I I, I did a little research for this segment. I know that's not like me to do that, but. <laughs> um, I looked at the big I looked at the Big Ten of the NIT last season. All right. The Big Ten teams that made it. Penn State won the entire thing, got in. They were they were nine and twelve in the regular season with nine and nine in the Big Ten with two tournament wins. Uh Nebraska was twenty-two and nine, thirteen and five in the Big Ten, and that's after going twelve yeah. and nineteen the previous season. I mean, turn it's gonna be required incredible turnaround, but you know, and to think if they beat St. John's, and all of a sudden, all right, you get some momentum, and they they hold their own, and they're and they're eight and two uh, coming out of the non-conference. I don't know. I mean, it's like it leads to something to watch. I think. I think they could be. I think they could be much no, no, better no, than the, the,
1: Those are two different things. I mean, you said postseason, and uh, you know, you did the research, and, and I keep on telling people, you know, NIT alone is like nineteen or twenty wins now. So right. yes. I picked, I, I picked 12 and so did, uh you, know, uh, you know, Jerry Carino from, from, from the Gannett paper. And, you know, and he's pretty plugged in as well. So I think
0: we've well, we You would update the 12. Oh, for sure. I should have
1: surpassed 12. I would. I would for sure. sure. I think, I think, you know, just on, on the first two games, I think that we could be talking a team that holds serve a lot more than I thought they would at home. You know, so I mean, right. I, I said they were going to win four Big Ten games. I think they, they, they could win. You know, seven or eight Big Ten games, which would mean that they win a lot more games at home. Uh, that's going to be the biggest, biggest difference. I still think non-conference wise. And I, I and I said I, I would, I, I think they would win all their games that they were expected to. And then Miami, St. John's and Seton Hall, they would win one of those games. I think they beat St. John's. I think James is right. Um, so I think we're talking probably 16, 17 wins
0: for sure. Right, right, which would be, I mean, obviously that would be a big enough, you know, forget the post. That, that would be a, an enormous step for the program, regardless. Um, it's, I mean, it's just and I, and I, James made the, the broader point of it. Just the amount of hope that you see around it and the piece you can like see the vision for what's happening here, which, you know, uh, which is, I, I got to credit Steve Peichel for that. Uh, all right. Do you want to do Penn State picks? Do you want to do C-Viv? Do you want to do what else are we got to talk about here?
1: Yeah, Well, I mean, we 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 keep on saving this to last, but, you know, it wasn't a great weekend from a, uh, you know, from an Olympic sports standpoint. That's for sure. Field hockey had a great year. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, exceeded expectations. They lost, you know, their their, their first uh, round game against UConn, a UConn program that had won, I think, three of the last five national championships. Uh, so obviously a tough matchup yeah. there. Rutgers women's soccer. Um, you know, you know, successful year. I mean, especially considering who they lost, Casey Murphy uh, among them, uh, for them to get back to the NSA tournament, certainly success. But, you know, bottom line is they lost, you know, their, their, you know, their one postseason game in both the uh, Big Ten tournament and mm-hmm. the NSA tournament. So a little disappointing there. Uh, wrestling, Cratch could probably talk to a little bit about that. They, you know, they had a bad uh, loss over the weekend non conference. Um, you know, I, I think. There's a lot of positives this fall when you're going to grade it overall. I think there's been a lot of positives from an Olympic sport standpoint, but um, you know it wasn't a great weekend by any measure. Yeah, the wrestling no,
2: loss was, uh, I wouldn't say shocking. I mean, Utah Valley, they lost 24-14 at the Journeyman Duels up in Albany area. Uh, Utah Valley matched up very well with Rutgers, 165 up, three ranked guys, some national qualifiers, uh, and I think Rutgers wrestling fans know that the upper weights have been kind of a weak spot in recent years. Uh, they think they're better, but, you know, so far those results haven't been there. And I just think Rutgers you know, you can't, you can't have be up at 141 with 10 seconds to go and get depth. I mean, that's a nine point swing that's going to kill you in a dual meet against a team that's, you know, top 25 caliber. So, uh, disappointing result for Rutgers, but, you know, certainly not the, not, not the sky is falling situation. Uh, I still think they're probably going to win out the rest of their first semester dual meets. You know, they have posture this Friday night and uh, then Ryder on the 16th, which will be a big one. Uh, but they've got some work to do, I think, to be kind of the top half of the Big Ten team that people kind of forecast. You know, they can't all be Suriano and Ashnault. Um Try to think anything else. I mean, well, see viv thing, let's, I mean,
0: for really, really quick, from soccer, my understanding. Yeah,
2: you know, soccer. Uh, that's going to be a huge. See, they've
0: 1,000 win. I mean, the governor is going to be there. I think there's going to be uh, the, you know, John Cheney, a bunch of the former players. Uh, there's a video tribute that I've seen a couple of clips. You know, you're going to see Coach K. We'll be Goldberg. You can see some big names. if You know, when they win the game, uh, and you just can't dismiss that. That's only been done a handful of times. I mean, the number of coaches who haven't gotten to a thousand wins. I mean, Dean Smith, Bobby Knight, just a list of. I mean, John Wooden, the coaches who haven't gotten there in the men's and women's game. It's just incredible. I mean, so you've got to, really, if you're a Rutgers fan and you're you, you know, to, to go there and tip your cap to her would be, I mean, it's a remarkable accomplishment.
1: I say this all um, the time. I, I, I say, I say this all the time. I'm speaking to, you know, a large, you know, I know there are the vocal people who, who you know, uh, go on message boards and, and say in comments, sometimes it's overrated, but there are, I, I can't tell you how many comments I get I, every time we write a story that the game has passed her by she said retired I will say this for as much as they have struggled so-called struggled the last couple of years there's bad years typically and they've had a couple bad stinkers for sure but typically yeah. their bad years are 18 19 20 wins Great. like right on the cusp right. of the you know the 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 NSA tournament where they where it goes down to selection Sunday Rutgers men's basketball hasn't had a, a you know a bubble. It hasn't been on a bubble in in twenty seven years. Right. Field hockey, right. you know, a lot of these other programs would would kill for for you know men's yep. soccer right now. A lot of these other programs would kill for the the success. She is in many 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 ways a victim of her own success of you know what she did with that program in the early uh, you know two uh, thousands um, mm-hmm. you know in in many many ways. So. Um, you know, it, it is a remarkable accomplishment. Um, it you know speaks to so many different things, but you know it's just remarkable.
0: All right, who do you guys? What are you, give, give me a score for the weekend. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those the same kind of game as this this week. You know, uh, James Franklin certainly doesn't want to doesn't want to do anything to make Chris Hash's seat any hotter. I, I, I foresee something like a, a 34-3 kind of game. What do you got? <sighs> Yeah, uh, and that I mean, would mean uh, there'd be another offensive output that below 100 yards for the passing game.
2: Yeah, I mean Penn State's 30, not... Go, go ahead. Twenty. Go ahead.
0: You said 38. 20.
2: 38. 20. 20. 20. Wow. 20. 20, 20. 20. 20 points. I mean, did you, did you did you did you or hear again, the 20? stat that we referenced earlier? In the- <laughs> the- <laughs> I'm saying that the stat goes down.
0: Wow, the stat goes down. Okay, all right. That's that'll be something to watch. Actually, um,
2: it, it could be more competitive than 38. 20. I think it's one of those games like. You never think Rutgers is going to win, but the score looks pretty good at the end.
1: I mean, Kratz okay. is dying, dying, Steve. He's dying to pick Rutgers. Yeah. And by Thursday, by the time we, we, we post our predictions, yeah. I he's picking Rutgers. Who are we kidding? He's I'm picking Rutgers.
0: Yeah, come on, put your money where your mouth is. This is yeah. <laughs> he's dying to do it. He's, he's killing him. <laughs>
1: <do> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I will say, um, I think you're right. I think Penn State's not, not the same Penn State. McSorley's clearly hurt, uh, hurting. Um,
0: 24-10. 24-10. That's a close game, too.
2: Yeah, yeah right, I take well. back 38-20. Yeah. Uh, I would, had a brain cramp. I'm going to say 28-13. to Oh, 28,
1: you didn't go with the 20.
0: Yeah, he's already back. He's already backpedaling. All right, thirteen is crazy too.
2: Anyway, right, so, <laughs>
0: with, with that, uh, with that in mind, I will, uh, I will sign off this week. With uh, thanks for listening, Steve, uh, Stan Pulity, uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Sargent, and and uh, John Cratch signing off here from New Jersey Advanced uh, Metrics. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.